Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Hi, Michelle Martin. This is your money. Good morning. Asia Pacific shares are trading mixed this morning. Sydney is in the green, up one third of a percent. But Tokyo and Seoul are both trading lower. Seoul is off 0.3%. Tokyo is down 0.2%. Investors are waiting for the release of a slew of Chinese economic data that happens at around 10 a.m. this morning. And they're also assessing the impact of the latest social distancing restrictions. Joining me now to break down all the action, he's back from a two-week holiday. Mr. Ryan Huang, how are you doing? I am doing great to start a week. Glad to be back. We checked your inbox yet? <laughs> Swimming in emails, I am getting there. <laughs> well, welcome back. You're back in the studio on a day when many listeners are starting to work from home again. Most schools will also switch to remote learning from Wednesday. So what do these new restrictions mean for the economy and Singapore stocks? We're going to take a closer look. The Straits Times Index fell 2% on Friday as investors began to assess the fresh impact of the closures. Over the past week, the SDI gave up nearly 4%. It finished the week at 30.55, but investors were not selling across the board. So Ryan, walk us through which sectors have so far suffered the biggest hits and which ones are gaining. Yeah, what's really catching my eye or what I'll be focusing on this week will be those with the biggest hits. And you've got, of course, the dining restrictions, people unable to dine in at the restaurants right now, just takeaways. And of course, work from home means less people going out in the next uh, problem that um, diners or rather restaurants will be facing. So that is a bit of a double whammy for restaurants, FMB, And of course, that means REITs and property owners will be facing the brunt of what's going to be happening in the next few weeks. So looking out for the property and REITs to be under some pressure. And what's worth noting is Fraser's Logistics and Commercial Trust was the biggest loser on Friday, down 6.1%. So that'll be one to watch in the coming days. And of course, um, the talk about a air travel bubble seems less likely now where you have all these COVID-19 cases happening and of course the restrictions being tightened. So the plays around tourism, transport, that will also be under pressure and we'll be putting a spotlight on the likes of Comfort Delgro, SATS, SIA, SIA Engineering. So if you look at what happened on Friday for SIA, it was actually down 5.6% and that caps a 14% drop in the past month. Mm. Comfort Delgro is down 3.1%, capping a 10% drop in the past month. And SATS down 3.9%, and that is down over 14% in the past month. So quite a big change when it comes to the sentiment around what's happening in the travel outlook. So that could be in focus as well this week. And on the flip side, Sheng Xiong, all the pictures and memes around the supermarket rush for toilet paper and other things you need or want, uh, that saw Shengxiong stock price up as much as 12% on Friday before closing higher by around 11% at $1.66. So that is one of the pandemic winners to look out for. Also, a beneficiary could be the data center place, of course, Capo DC REIT. That was actually one of the only two stocks in the green on Friday and on SDI, and mm. that was up around... 0.8% higher at 2.58. So another stock that was in the green on Friday was SGX. And if you cast your mind back to when all this happened last year, 
we saw a lot of retail traders jumping on board because they had to stay at home and had more time to do trading. So that may be speculation about retail trading frenzy going back into focus again. And that saw SGX's stock price up 0.5% on Friday to 10.11. So all these stocks really seeing a lot of momentum. And of course, the event space also hit. So that will be a bit of a dent for attractions. And that means the likes of integrated resort operator Genting Singapore, they of course own RWS and they saw their stock price down 3.1% to 78.5 cents on Friday. So quite a bit of, um, well, a lot of movements to watch out for this week. Yeah, a lot to go through as well here on Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Last week's losses paired the Straits Times Index gains for the year. The STI now up less than 7.5% since January. Economists, though, say they're not expecting the latest restrictions to set back Singapore's economic recovery. So what's the latest on this front? Yeah, so if you look at stock markets, they dropped 2.2%, like you pointed out, on Friday to nine-week lows. And to a certain extent, that is because investors have been pricing in what's happening in the future. But if you look at what's happening in the economic picture, you've got economists pretty much staying put when it comes to their outlook or their forecasts. And one of the reasons is because they feel many businesses are in a better position this year compared to last year in terms of riding out the measures, the impact of the measures. Mm. But it's all on the assumption that things don't get worse from here, that these tighter restrictions won't last beyond four weeks. So the expected forecast for the second quarter in terms of growth is still around 6%. And the full year forecast still quite intact, at least if you look at what's happening uh, for the projection from OCBC, they are still looking out for a full year forecast between 5 to 6%, pretty much in line with the official forecast of 4 to 6% this year. So, Pretty much a wait-and-see approach when it comes to the outlook for the economy. A couple of notes related to share, Ryan, before we move on to other topics this morning. First, Tomasic CEO Ho Ching says Singapore may be facing a slowdown in vaccine deliveries over the next one to two months. She made that comment in a Facebook post over the weekend. And Health Minister Ong Yi Kang says the government is studying holding off on second shots in order to give more people at least one vaccine dose. Singapore, meanwhile, is not the only place in the region that is facing new social distancing measures. Taiwan, which has also been seen as a COVID success story, is limiting social gatherings in the face of rising case numbers. It's a different story, though, in the U.S. The U.S. reported its lowest number of cases since June on Saturday. There were slightly more than 30,000 new cases and 480 deaths. Federal mask guidelines have been relaxed, and many companies say they'll no longer require customers or members of staff to wear the mask. So, Ryan, if we look at U.S. markets, they generally traded higher on Friday, but the sense is that buy everything trade is over and investors are becoming more picky, not just in the US, but globally as well. So what's the latest on this front? Yeah, there seems to be a takeaway here. Don't get complacent too early. And that's what happened with India, where you now have a bit of a hotspot there. And to a certain extent, Taiwan as well, which was the poster boy for doing a good job. Now they are trying to salvage their reputation. So I'm just wary about what the US is doing in terms of their mask advisory. If you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm not sure how this is going to pan out for them, but that seems to be 
the confidence that policymakers there have that it will work. We'll see how that pans out. But amid that backdrop, you've got infections ticking up right now amongst many nations, especially the emerging nations, mm. the developing nations. And we talked about this before. They are the ones with fewer resources and some places fewer vaccine doses to pass around. So they are having a harder time managing the COVID-19 um, situation. So a bit of a divide when it comes to the COVID-19 turnaround between developing and developing developed nations. So what's happening here is you've got some investors getting more picky now that you've got a couple of things happening. They are a bit more wary around what's happening in emerging markets and maybe starting to reassess putting their money in a certain, well, in a certain way, more safer place like developed markets. And also the treasury yields in the past week have been ticking up and that saw it rise um, enough for people to start thinking, hey, maybe the US dollar is ticking up. Maybe the emerging market currencies are starting to weaken further. It's better off for me to park it elsewhere to avoid those currency losses. So those alongside the expectations for possibly inflation ticking up in the US seems to be raising concerns that we might see investors moving away from emerging markets elsewhere. And we saw that happening with the MSCI Emerging Markets Index losing almost 10% since mid-February. So there is some money moving away already. And with the developments in the COVID-19 cases spiking up, we might see this continuing. Speaking of picky investors, I've been looking at analyst reports and a number of U.S. analysts say it could be a good time to pick up some bargains. And among mm. the companies that they think are undervalued are General Electric, the luxury fashion platform Farfetch and Viacom CBS. Now I want to turn to the cryptocurrency markets now. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin and you're with us here on Your Money. So when it comes to cryptocurrencies, Tesla's Elon Musk once again making the news. Or more than that, should we say moving markets? <laughs> Over the weekend in a tweet, Musk implied that Tesla may have dumped its Bitcoin holdings and the result, quite predictable, Bitcoin prices tumbled. So Bitcoin's currently trading a notch above 46,000 US dollars a token, down 17% over the past week. Ethereum, meanwhile, trading around 3,550 US dollars, down about 9% over the past week. Now it's time for one of our favorite segments on Market watch the game of up or down you know last week i had to play it alone right solitaire edition <laughs> oh no how did that work out that's all right it's like you know my regular i ask myself the question i give myself I'm the sure answer got everything right <laughs> i did right our regular listeners you know how this works. i name an asset an item in the news ryan tells us which way he thinks it's moving up or down are you ready ryan let's go all right viacom cbs baidu and vip shop so this is a case of someone's pain being someone's gain. And this yeah. is the story here. Of course, Bill Huang had to liquidate a lot of his assets, pretty much his entire portfolio because of uh, being overstretched in terms of margins. So someone else saw it as a bargain and that guy is billionaire George Soros. His investment firm pretty much snapped up the likes of Viacom, CBS, Discovery and Baidu and many other things that Bill Huang sold off at what he thinks is a bargain. So this lesson here, you need to have a short list or a shopping list when it comes to stocks. So when things drop, you are ready to jump in. And one man's trash is another man's treasure. I could have asked, what do these stocks have in common? All snapped up by George Soros when Archegos Capital Management's uh, Bill Huang was forced to sell. Now let's take a look at some companies here at home. Uh, first on my list is Tai Bev. What do you think? 
Thai Bev would be an up for me. And that's because they had their results showing second quarter profit up by nearly 20%. And I think the interesting thing here is they managed to manage their costs quite well. Mm. And that is despite what's happening with the pandemic. And with the pandemic, that means they couldn't hold any more full-scale events, no more music concerts where they typically promote their beers and drinks. So they diverted their cash and resources elsewhere. And that is beefing up their distribution channels. So things like more supermarket promotions, things just to get sales going up. And that worked very well for them. 19.7% up for their second quarter net profit. Yep, it's an up for me as well. In the back of those profits, uh, rising nearly 20% in the second quarter for Thai beverage. It seems people are drinking more. Next up, Duty and Chemical. So this is another up for me, and that is because they are riding the recovery of China's economy. And this is because uh, you've got net profit up around, well, 30 times what it was last year. So net profit at $18.5 million, and it made so much money, is so confident it is declaring an interim dividend of, let me get this right, mm. 0 0.35 cents per share. So this is the first time it is declaring an interim dividend in nearly 13 years. Oh, yeah, it's an up for me as well for duty and chemicals. On the back of those profits, jumping nearly 30 times year on year. Wow. Next, Comfort Delgro. All right, so this is an up for me as well. Mm. And this is around a couple of um, factors. You've got ComfortDelgro looking at the partial sale of assets or even an IPO in Australia to free up cash to invest in new businesses. And on top of that, you now have a couple of brokerages mm -hmm. raising or maintaining their buy calls. In the case of UOBK Hen, they have raised their target price to $1.95 from $1.85 previously. And this is off the back of ComfortDelgro's higher than expected net profit which they just released. Yep, UOBK here and thinks ComfortDelgro shares could have significant upside thanks to its investments in Australia. Next US dollar, up or okay. down? Okay, well, it's a bit of up and down for me. So <laughs> last week was an up for me. If mm -hmm. I look at what's happening with the dollar index, it was up around 0.2%. So that possibly because of people factoring in how we might see rate hikes coming in sooner rather than later with inflation picking up. Uh, so this will be one to watch where we get the FOMC minutes coming out on Thursday morning. So I guess mostly up for me. Yeah, down for me. The greenback trading lower following the release of higher than expected inflation numbers. All right, Ryan, let's take a look at how markets are starting off the week. We are currently 20 minutes into the trading day, 20 minutes past nine. How is the SDI doing? All right, so taking a quick look at the markets, a couple of things for you to digest, actually. You've got just out this morning, the Singapore Nordex numbers for April. That was slightly negative. Even though we saw 6% growth for April, that is slower than the 11.9% growth in March. So a bit of a slowdown or slower pace for April. So that'll be interesting to see how that is by being digested in, by the market so far. And we are looking at STI downs. And this is actually off the back of a four-day losing streak where it's down 4.5% for that four days. And it's extending those losses. It's now trading at 3,037 points. So pushing nine-week lows. A couple of things to look out for as well. We've been talking about the likes of Sheng Xiong benefiting from the pandemic frenzy at the supermarkets. 
is giving back some of those gains. It's now down 1.8% after rising 11% on Friday. And looking at the banks, quite a bit of uh, pressure right now. Um, most of them, many of them up by, uh, rather down by 1%. And we talked about the travel-related stocks. Sets is down around 0.8%, so extending those losses of 3% on Friday. And looking at SIA, recovering slightly is up 0.2%, and that is after dropping nearly 6% on Friday. And looking at the STI as a snapshot, it is slightly even in terms of red versus green. And one more to look out for, of mm-hmm. course, Singtel lost 3.7% on Friday after announcing a strategic review and giving a bit of a profit warning that it might lose $1.2 billion because of impairments to two of its units. And we are looking at Singtel right now, extending those losses down by 0.4% at 2.31. Thanks very much, Mr. Ryan Huang, back on his first day after two weeks' worth of leave. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.